a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Is that Jesus can return at any time. He's not waiting for a Japanese nuclear power plant to melt down. No. The thing that's holding him back is his patience and love for lost humanity and nothing else. Uh, There there are no events that need to occur before Jesus comes back. And so seeing all the things that happen around us and saying, hey, hey, that means Jesus is coming. The answer is no, no. That's wrong. That's the wrong way of looking at it. Jesus can come at any moment. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. And Luther says the only way that uh, the pronoun me and God could be in the same sentence is by this verb, have mercy. I've, got, I've given myself the new nickname. I've thrown aside all the other accolades that you toss at me so freely, Evan. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, they, uh, they, they feel like a bull rider. Yeah, and uh, what else am I? I can't remember. I can't remember and them I've all either. Up. They're just too <laughs> numerous. <laughs> Welcome to Table Talk Radio. Hey, Pastor Wolf, there. You hey, I have a dispute with that uh, opening bump, by the way, because first of all, I think we've misused the adjective seriously. Did it? Did you hear what it says? Without taking ourselves so seriously, which the assumption is that there's some seriousness with which we take ourselves. <laughs> That's, That's false true. advertising. So, uh, without taking ourselves seriously at all is how it should say. <laughs> without even having a bit of seriousness to give, <laughs> much less take. Yeah. Hey, uh, we're doing some uh, praise song crunching today. That's exciting. You sound like a truck ran over your voice box. Uh, Good for radio. Yeah, that's right. I thought normally when you're sick, your voice goes lower, so you sound like the late-night jazz (laughs) DJ. Thanks for tuning in to Table Talk Radio. I have the the bass kicked up extra high today. (laughs) Don't tell anyone our secrets. Oh, okay. I sound like Mickey Mouse when you talk to me in person. On the radio, though? Hello. Here, let me let me let me turn the treble all the way up on you. Okay, go ahead and give us a little bit. <laughs> well, hello, oh. hello there, all you out in Radio Land. That's oh, I'm supposed to be doing something different. I'll define my buzzword uh, with the treble all the way up. Ready for that? Okay, go. Buzzword is enthusiasm. Enthusiasm <laughs> is excitement over a thing. But this is not the kind of enthusiasm that I'm talking about. I'm talking about theological enthusiasm, which is the religious system that wants to hear from God apart from his word. You got it? Why do you sound so nasally? <laughs> <laughs> Your co-host, drop that nasally co-host. Isn't that what the email said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drop that nasally co-host. Don't you wish they, I'm they trying, you listen? I'm trying, <laughs> The problem is, uh, the problem is this, Evan it does like 99.5% of the work around here. So to drop him oh, come on. would be tough. You, you do stuff. You... Show up. <laughs> 99.5. And that might be generous, taking 0.5% credit for this. Nonsense. Anyhow, that's why you can direct all your complaints to him. Now, enthusiasm. Thanks. I'm going to read you this Part 3, Article uh, 8 of the Small Called Articles, which Luther wrote in preparation for the council that never happened. And he has this statement in here. Enthusiasm dwells in Adam and his children from the beginning to the end of the world. Its venom has been implanted and infused into them, that is, Adam and his children, by the old serpent. 
It is the origin, power, and strength of all heresy, especially that of the papacy, that's the Roman Catholics, and Muhammad, that's the Muslims. Therefore, we must constantly maintain this point. God does not want to deal with us in any other way than through the spoken word and sacraments. Ooh, doggy. Wow. Uh, that's pretty That's good. enthusiasm. All right. My theological buzz word for you is parousia. Um, this is the, uh, second re- uh, the, the second coming of Christ. And do you know what? No. This is not a secret. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. So actually, uh, th- this, this means that we'll actually know it when Christ returns. It won't be some sort of a secret return where he, he raptures no, um, no, certain no. Christians. You're getting it all wrong. Don't you remember that the, it says, Jesus says, I, when I return, it'll be with the, sh- with the silent shout of the archangel <laughs> and with the muted trumpets, uh, the muted last trumpet? I think uh, it was uh, Kim Rodelberger who said that uh, the, the dispensationalists treat um, the trumpet cry as uh, a cosmic dog whistle. <laughs> they say it's like a radio you have to be tuned into the everyone could hear it if you had if you were just tuned in yeah (laughs) we'll see all right let's check the uh table talk radio voicemail at 1-800-385-SOLA hey pastor wolf mueller and pastor evan this is peter calling hey uh, pastor wolf mueller in episode 95 you so kindly called me out for mocking you and i got to say, I'm impressed with your uh, show prep that you actually put into that one, especially considering you, that Peter. it involved listening to or watching some strong, bad emails. So that was that was pretty awesome. Possibly even Anytime marvelous, but I'm not sure if I go quite that far at this point. I want to say I, well, I showed it, I had my wife and daughter listen to it as well. My daughter is a big strong, bad fan. She's eight years old. And my wife's response was, hey, that was a pretty good impression that he did. Um but Thank my daughter wife. actually kind of sided with Evan on this one, and she was like, Dad, that didn't sound like strong bad at all. Yeah. So in, in interest of helping you with a little more show prep, um, my daughter's favorite episodes or uh, emails from strong bad are dragon and caffeine. So I would highly recommend listening to those and to keep working on your uh, strong bad impression there because I think, I think you've got it in you. I think you can do it. Um, on another note, I did have a question for you guys. My church is currently going through a church split. It's a Lutheran church that is happening to be kicking out all the Lutherans. Imagine that. And so my question is, what would you guys recommend as you're looking, as we have a group of people that are going to be looking for a new church now that they want to go to, um, what do you guys say people should look for in a church um, as they're searching for a new congregation to join? Could you give a few pointers there? Um, And also things that if you see, say, this going on, you should avoid that church like the plague. Um, thanks a lot. Appreciate what you guys do. It's a, a wonderful show. Um, and I'm going to, yeah, probably brought my brain out a little bit because I'm listening to two in a row now. So hopefully that won't hurt too much. But maybe nice. if you answer my question, that will help out. So thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate what you do. All right. Uh, He's going to be listening to this one in the uh, in the loony bin. Yeah. Well, I, I two shows in a row. I think the first thing to be looking for when you're looking for a – a new church is you're gonna be looking for a church with a pastor who does an internet podcast. I think that's the the important thing to be looking for. <laughs> Mark of Orthodoxy. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, you did something on this. Yeah, you, you didn't you? Um, well, first of all, do you want to respond to your strong bad uh, insults? Uh, yes, yeah, sure. I'm gonna. I'm working on my strong bad Im- imitation like crazy. I'm watching strong bad every day, and I am just. I'm totally committed to this imitation. So. 
Uh, don't worry, listeners. I'm there for you. I'm suffer. I'm I'm listening to internet cartoons, like a fiend, so that I can uh, so that I can bring this entertaining imitation to you. Yeah. I All in right. fact probably know more about Strong Bad now than I do about what to look for in a church. Uh, well, we have four minutes to discuss that. <laughs> Seems like uh, I talked to you about that before, and we made a distinction between. Uh, things that are necessary and things that are nice. Is that, what the, is that what we did? Yeah, necessary and nice. So the necessary things in the church is the word and sacraments. Word right. and sacraments. All right. Um, I think. I think. Yeah, I am. I think you need to be a little bit more specific than that. In other words, what do you mean so, by word and sacraments? I, by the way, I'm, I'm onto something new here, um, which is this: that slight differences in, the under, in our understanding of the gospel result in big differences in our practice of the sacraments. So, we have this thing where, like, you get a Lutheran and a, and a Calvinist, and they stand next to each other, and you say, "Describe this, describe the gospel," and they both describe the gospel, and you're like, "Hey, that's pretty close to each other. That's not really not that far off." But then when you see it in practice, in other words, in the sacraments, then you see how it's diverged. It's like two people standing next to each other and shooting an arrow at the target. And there might only be, you know, one degree of difference. But when the arrow gets 20 miles down the road or whatever, that'll be a pretty Nobody good shot. Nobody can shoot an arrow then, 20 miles. Speak for yourself. <laughs> now, then they're quite divergent, you see, and so it's down the road when you get to the how you're going to practice the sacraments that you really start to see the difference. In fact, you can you can basically then use. I was thinking about this kind of project using the different teachings of the sacrament to determine um, uh, to to talk about the differences in the churches. So you sit there and talk about baptism. You sit there and talk about the Lord's Supper. You can talk about confession and absolution if you want to, and then you see you can work backwards and start to see the differences. Uh, in the gospel, I, and I think I think that Luther was onto this when he comes. Because remember the catechism the, the, in the medieval uh, Roman Church, the catechism had uh, creed, Lord's Prayer, and Ten Commandments in that order. Luther changes the order of the first three, and then he adds three chief parts: two to the large catechism, three to the small catechism: baptism, confession, absolution, and the Lord's Supper, because that's where the the differences really come out. Um, so. So, so the first so thing you're so you can just go and look at the sacraments and you can see what's going on then. You yeah. can uh, you can start to get a bead on the differences. So the first thing you're looking for is word and sacrament that the, that the word is taught in its truth and purity and the sacraments are rightly administered. But suppose then um, you live close to two churches that, that that both proclaim the word in its purity and, and administer the sacraments rightly. So then uh, then we can start looking at uh, some things that are nice. Yeah, like uh, sure. a, a choir, a choir and a pipe organ, or something like that, or or whatever you right. consider and, to be and, nice. And uh, you know, Sunday school for the children, and um, you know, different places to get involved. How you know, a, 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 a pastor who's single and good looking. You know, that's what I. I've heard. You, I've heard, heard of a church like that in Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe just single. Maybe don't don't make it too demanding. You know. <laughs> Uh, now, now you're talking about another church in Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> places, you know, places for your family to get involved, different opportunities to study the Bible, this sort of thing. But you want to, I think now, I mean, it doesn't have to, there could be a church that is that is, um, that is orthodox and not affiliated with the Lutheran church. I think we should make this point. It's just going to be, I mean, maybe there, maybe this exists, but you never know. Because basically, if a church is preaching the gospel rightly, 
and administering the sacraments according to their institution, they're going to be Lutheran, even if they don't know it. Like, say some guy starts a church in his basement, and he has an orthodox understanding of the gospel and the sacraments, but just never knew church history. And so he's not affiliated with This is possible. But really what, I mean, so it's not to say it has to be, but what you're really looking for theologically is a Lutheran church where law and gospel is rightly divided and where they are not ashamed then to, to identify with our Lutheran identity. Right. All right. Well, after this commercial break, we're going to be getting in some praise song crunching. Today we're crunching the songs He Is Here by the Gaither Vocal Band and Furious by Bethel Church. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. We'll be right back. My segue I know in my heart they think I'm white and nerdy Think I'm just too white and nerdy Think I'm just too white and nerdy Can't you see I'm white and nerdy Look at me I'm white and nerdy I like the rolling Table Talk Radio Unscripted Unprepared Unashamed They say 3% of people use 5 to 6% of their brain 97% use just 3% and the rest goes down the drain. I'll never know which one I am, but I'll bet you my last dime. 99% think we're 3%, 100% of the time. Welcome back. Mathematics. To Table Talk Radio. <laughs> I used like 42% of my brain trying to understand that song, and I couldn't. <laughs> Um, I'm just going to lay down. Can you do the rest of the show? <laughs> How are you feeling over there? Oh, this is great. You sound like a kangaroo bounced on your <laughs> voice box. I already said that, didn't I? No, that last time it was Did a truck. Did you feel good when I insulted your voice? I'm very, I'm very sensitive about my voice. I'm just, all I, you got. I'm just afraid no one's listening to this show because of that. Usually when you people... need an excuse, any excuse will do, right? <laughs> usually, people listen to to listen to me, um, so I'm just worried that you might we might be shooting in the dark today. And it's not even it's not even what you're saying; it's just the sound of your it's the cool timbre of his voice. That's right. He could be winning American Idol, but instead he's blessing us with a cool voice. Of, I know. It's just kind of calming sound. <laughs> Are we gonna crunch some crunch some praise songs here? Yeah. Well, that song you should have. Uh, we need some sort of. Uh, kind of melodic rainforest sounds to bump in before we do praise song cruncher, so we can kind of cleanse our palate, oh. calm our heartbeat, <laughs> ready for crunching. All right. Well, um, this. Uh, well, tell us about the cruncher first, then I'll, then I'll introduce the next song. So the praise song cruncher is the thing that we use to crunch the praise songs. And then we so we uh, we go through the cruncher, which has questions about, is Jesus mentioned? Is the form mystical? Is the content mystical? Uh, is there false doctrine? Something else about law and gospel? And then we listen to the song and say, hey, that's mystical. Yeah. That's how it goes. That's about right. <laughs> okay. Mysticism, by the way, is the same thing as, en- as enthusiasm. So. Yeah. All right, so the first one was sent to us by Mike. He says, I have a praise song for you to crunch. By the way, if you have a, a praise song for us to crunch, uh, you can call it in at 1-800-385-SOLA, 1-800-385-7652, or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. He says, I have a song for you to crunch, and it will get crunched, heavily crunched. This one is deceptive because it sounds so, so pious, but it's super-duper mystic. <laughs> Back in my praise band days... 
this was a crowd favorite everywhere we played it. I had absolutely zero spiritual discernment back in those days, but even then, I still it still bothered me when we performed it, singing lyrics that claimed we were witnessing things that we could not truly perceive uh, at all to evoke purely emotional responses and charismatic piety. So with that, thank you for the email, Mike. With that, we're going to crunch the song He Is Here by the Gaither Vocal Band. I sense an awesome movie of the Holy Spirit and I see his countenance resting on your face I know that I'm not sure if you could hear it, but I was actually one of the voices singing during that chorus. <laughs> yeah. You can't, you cannot question that those guys have talent in the singing department. Those guys? You mean me and those guys? You and those guys sound great. <laughs> That's true. That you is absolutely the... true. I mean, thank you. <laughs> the, fro- the frog sound in the background. Croak. All right, is uh, Jesus goodness. mentioned? Uh, let's see. We, you forgot verse 2. I searched for peace among the shadow, dark and lonely. Gave up on finding that strong and lasting love. I tasted all the things that sin could think to offer me. But today I feast on manna from above. He's here. Hallelujah. He's here. Amen. Or, as they say, down south, amen. He's here. Holy, holy. I bless his name again. Listen closely. I hear him calling your name. He's here. You can touch him. You'll never be the same. Oh, boy. (laughs) All right. So uh, what do you think? Jesus? No, the Lord is mentioned there, but I think it's the Holy Spirit probably. Hmm. Because the whole, I, 
I, I sense an awesome moving of the Holy Spirit. Do you think that now? How would this go if you're if you guys? Hey, we're gonna sing. He is here. But then the guys get together and say, "Does anyone here sense the awesome moving of the Holy Spirit? Anyone sense it? No. Well, let's just skip this one then. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know? No, no. Here and here now. This is. Do you see? How do you know that? How do you know that whenever the, our friends the Gaither vocals put these words into our mouth, that that uh, the Holy Spirit the, the, is going to be moving in such a way that we can sense Him? The only the way is you know because he, you you sense him moving because you're singing this song about him moving. You because, see this? Because you're such good singers. I mean, yeah, the, yeah, the music the music itself songs. is moving to. to the music yeah. serves now as a as a you know how when you're driving you remember the old radios that where you had to turn the knob to tune in you know yeah you know what I'm talking remember that uh-huh. before you press the button and you kind of yeah you you are, the Holy Spirit is like the radio station. And you are like the radio, and the praise song <laughs> dials you in. See, yeah, dials you in. So the Holy Spirit is there, surely, but you got to be, you got to be tuned into His moving, and it's the music that tunes you into that awesome moving of the Holy Spirit. You're tuned into the, so His countenance is resting on your face. Whatever that means. <laughs> mm. um, <laughs> uh, and I, look, it says the presence of the Lord is in this place, which means now. I mean, of course, the Lord is everywhere, right? That's what we call the omnipresence, uh, the imminence of God. But what do you mean when it says the presence of the Lord is in this place? It means that the, the, there's a special and unique sort of presence here in this place. Now, we say that in worship because we have the word in the sacraments. But why do they say it here? Because now we've gathered around to sing this song and and God's spirit comes down like the day of Pentecost. It comes and and rests in this place. And I can see it because look how happy you look and ecstatic and enthusiastic. That doesn't count. <laughs> it's enthusiasm. Oh, come on. <laughs> All right, I'll get it in. <sighs> I've okay, already gotten so, it in like 10 times. Yes. Anyway. But, All right, so Jesus has not mentioned. What about mystical form? Uh, oh, yes. Mystical form. Now, let's see if this thing has sentences. Whoops, I clicked onto the next one. I thought we were done crunching that. He's here. Uh, holy, holy. I will bless his name again. Do you see that? He's here. Holy. What is that? He's here. Hallelujah. He's here. Oh, man. He's here. Listen closely. Hear him calling out your name. He's here. You can touch him. You will never be the same. That's fairly bold. What, you can touch him or you'll never be the same? Both. <laughs> Zap! <laughs> Holy Spirit, bug zapper. I think mystical form. I mean, I mean, mystical content is off the charts. Mystical form is kind of medium. I'm gonna say, like, three. All right. Uh, then let's go to the next question. Then, uh, being uh, mystical, mystical content. This is where this is where things get complicated. How many? We have like five different questions now. This Crutcher 2.0 is too hard to remember. That's true. Okay, immediate. <clears throat> uh, yeah, well, yes. This is 100% <laughs> immediate. Look, you can touch him. I sense the. I hear him. I hear. See, but you see, now, do you really hear uh, hear him? Listen closely, hear him calling out your name. Now, do, does that actually happen with your ears, which is what you normally listen with? No. 
No, it's not your ear listening. So you got to have some sort of other listening. See, this is the this is this internal organ of mysticism, which has the ability to sense what no other sense can: the presence of God, His voice on the inside, etc. So you got this internal thing that's that's tuned in to the invisible spiritual realities around you. That is what we mean by immediate. By the way, it's the definition of immediate, off the charts immediate. Uh, romance. Mm. Moving of the spirit, uh, angels. You can touch him. That's about as close as it gets to touching. But not, this is not particularly romantic. Okay, loss of self. Uh, you will never be the same. That's what that means, by the way. This loss of self. You lose yourself. They could have just said that, and it would have made the song actually better. It would have been, you know, what, more what they meant to say. Yeah, you're losing yourself. All right. Okay, uh, real quickly, internal is the action of God inside of me. Oh, yes, of <laughs> course. You could touch him. Not with your hands. Where are you going to touch him with? The internal mystic organ. All right. Whatever that is. When we get back from this break, we're going to be asking the question, is it subjective? Um, and then also the law gospel question. You're listening to Table Talk. I, can you close this out? I got it. We'll be right back. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Call us. Sola, sola. Table Talk Radio. You won't find a better show out there unless you try. I got a feeling, I got a feeling that tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good, good night. Two down, two to go. We are crunching the song. Two segments to go, that is. Uh, we are crunching the song. He is here by the. We're only halfway Gaither. done with this nonsense? Only halfway done. Uh, so we're crunching the song uh, by Gabe. Man, you sound like band. you were up all night singing praise songs. I was. You caught me. I was hoping no one was going to find out, but you, you blew it. What about subjective? Is this song subjective or is it objective? Oh man, a hundred percent. This, I mean, oh man, this. We don't even need to go through these questions. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so, so look, okay. I sense an awesome moving of the Holy Spirit. What sense are you using to sense that awesome moving? Answer: Your secret mystical sense. I see his countenance resting on your face. I, I guess that could be objective. If someone, but do you really see it? No. No. I know that there are angels hovering all around us. Well, that's actually true. That's the truest that's the truest line of the whole thing. But I mean, you we don't ever but, 100% but, know if the angels hover. Yeah, but I was going to say that that you anyway. you say that because of God's revelation to you. Whereas all the other assertions are made because like, all the other assertions are made just because of uh one's feeling or one's uh sixth sense of being able to <laughs> pick up these things. Yes, and you know what this angel's hovering all around in this holy holy so you say look we're we're now coming into the holy of holies and this is now what our the praise song is doing is bringing us to that mystical temple. Where is that book about mysticism? 
that the guy Scott Dinkman sent me, who I sent us know. a nice email. Did you get that email by Scott Dinkman where he says, your show's not nearly as bad as it used to be? Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? That was great. That was really nice. Yeah, uh, thanks, thanks, Scott. Scott. Yeah. He sent me this book about mysticism written in like 1890, and the guy's talking about how everyone has a mystical sense. Where are you? Google. i got to go to my Google Books because it was a free book. Did you get that copy of that book? Uh, I don't think I saved it in my Google Google Books thing. Tell you what, why don't you look for that and I'll and I'll play the next song. How's that sound? <clears throat> Are we done crunching this, dude? You said you just said we didn't have to do all the questions. <laughs> I haven't even worked into a tirade yet. Okay, it's totally subjective. Yes, subjective. What's okay. next? Is it crunched? Yeah, but okay. is there false doctrine? Oh, is there false doctrine? Did, didn't we kind of cover that already? Mm-hmm. Except for mysticism. The mysticism is the false doctrine, by the way. That's the whole point of the praise song, Cruncher. I mean, it doesn't say that you get saved by your works or anything. It just says you're busy touching God with your mystical God-toucher, whatever that thing is. (laughs) All right. Then I think that's crunched. Crunched? Crunched. Okay. Crunched. The next song is uh, Furious. Yes, I'm Furious. Uh, the next song is Furious by Jeremy Riddle and uh, performed here by the Bethel Church. What do you think of that? You're all right over there? Barely. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm processing this one. It's interesting. You know, it has the same kind of sound as the Gaither vocal band, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Get it? Because it doesn't, and style. I said it did, and it, it's kind of a dumb thing to say. Thank you, Mr. Obvious, funny. pointing out why it's funny. Thank you. Thank you. By the way, enrollment is still open for the Lutheran, uh, oh, right, for the Wolfmuller uh, comedy class. Oh, brother. No one's enrolled yet. Uh, that's amazing. Shocked about that. Are, are you going to just stand Where up? Are you going to just joke. stand up? Yeah, I am. I'm working on my skit. I'm working on my, uh, uh, what we call it in the industry is a set. I'm working <laughs> on my set. 
gonna get we a... in the industry of stand-up comedy. <laughs> oh, my problem is it's like uh, my set is like uh, I write my my uh, stand-up sets like I write a sermon, you know. Pro- probably my stand-up sets have more of an outline and a theme than my sermon do. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Frakensher for, you know, I got a theme and I use complete sentences. We we could have a. Uh, I don't know if my stand-up sketch should start. Uh, Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God the Father. Probably not. Glad you could all make it out tonight. We we could play. Got I, parents Iron in the audience? comedian. <laughs> I think that'd <laughs> that be great. Good. Get Swirla. Apparently, Swirla was doing the fourth-year banquet up at the seminary, and he he threw you and I both under the bus. Oh. And there's no proof of it though. No one recorded it. <laughs> uh. Apparently, he's trying to get back at us for doing that <laughs> yeah. game 23 he, seconds. He's, he's pouting. Oh, hello, hello. Yeah, that's right. Okay, uh, so uh, Furious. This this song um, does it mention Jesus? Now the answer is yes. It does mention Jesus because it says here in this line, "The Father loves and sends His Son." Now I think that means the Father loves us and sends His Son. Do you think it means the Father loves the Son and also sends him? No, I don't. The Father loves and sends his Son. The Father loves, comma, and sends his Son. It's all about the comma placement. Yeah. Then, also, the next line says, the Son lays down his life for all. Okay. So, yes, Son is mentioned. I mean, Jesus is mentioned. Got it. Okay. Next question. Um, Pull it up here. I should have this memorized by now. Mystical form. Yes, mystical form. Now, uh, his love is deep, his love is wide, and it covers us. Hmm. Did you see? Do you see what's happening in that sentence? This is very. This song is interesting. I I wish we had more time to to, to kind of uh, poke around this little text because there's something. This is um. This is probably. Is this pretty a new song? Yeah, it is. I think you can tell there's this kind of like all this kind of trendy stuff that's starting to come out, like um, this book Crazy Love and and uh, and uh, where where the, it's it's kind of it's trying to um, the the kind of radical na- oh yeah that's the other book Radical right is that is that also in your uh, in your sites over there you trend monitor maybe uh, the, the book Radical where these kind of these People are trying to get a hold of the of the incredibly unique nature of the gospel, and so they're so to say to, to say his love is fierce, his love is strong, his love is furious. This kind of this is really this is kind of this is the this is the tenor that that um, kind of cutting edge evangelical theology is taking these days, and in some ways it's helpful because you look at, I mean, you you can't turn around without seeing someone quoting the C.S. Lewis line, remember in the Chronicles of Narnia that talks about how Aslan is not a tame lion? Yeah. And this has really captured the imagination of the evangelical church this way. So the, oh yeah, look at this, his love is sweet, his love is wild. So to call God's love to say now just to say if I were to just say hey Evan give me some adjective to describe God's love you awesome. would probably not pick these <laughs> yeah uh, marvelous <laughs> what other word what other adjectives do you need missional kind of stretching my adjective <laughs> comfort level here this song the furious fierce wild sweet strong love of God you see how you see what's going on here uh-huh. and, and um and and 
sucks. And and it's in some way it's okay. I mean, in some in ways it's just kind of annoying. And you know, in 20 years we're not going to be talking like this anymore, or or two years. Yeah. But uh, but in some ways it's good because it makes us consider that the Lord's love is not something that we expect, or or it's always a surprise. It's always a delight for us. It's always more and over the top. Um, now, but part of the problem here is that look, it says. Uh, nothing can tear us from the grip of his mighty love. We've only glimpsed his vast affection, heard whispers of his heart and passion. It's pouring out. This is, again, uh, this kind of mystical form with this kind of this kind of throwing out these sentences over and over, creating these images out there like this. Bro, he's reaching. He's he's waking hearts to life and all this kind of stuff. So I would put this for mystical form. Uh, I would put it about a six. A six, okay. What about mystical content? Uh, so the first one is now immediate. we get get to it. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, here. So I'm still I'm still mulling over this line. His love is deep. His love is wide, and it covers us. Uh, this is a reflection of Paul's the end of Paul in Romans chapter eight, where. Um, he says, no height nor depth can, will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. But now the love is pictured as a, as a deep and wide, like a river that's covering us. And this kind of being absorbed into the love of God, is, that's the immediate kind of thing of mysticism. It, the pouring out of this love, the covering of the love, this is all the immediate mystical thing. And the result is that it wakes hearts to life. That's, that's the immediacy of mysticism. Okay, let's take a commercial break, and then after that we will uh, finish this crunch of Furious by Jeremy Riddle, and then we're going to play Ten Commandments in the News. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Give us a call, 1-800-385-SOLA. We'll be right back. Dedicate your work, play, and rest all you got. God's name is special, so use it that way. Don't fool yourself, there's only one God. Ten Commandments, because God loves us. Ten Commandments, and here they are. Ask for what you need, don't you? It's really classy up here. Table Talk Radio will be right back. like your Ten Commandments song. I know. You can't, you can't trust people to sing about the Ten Commandments and think that they're going to properly divide law and gospel. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to do some Ten Commandments in the news after this. We're uh, finishing up this crunch of Furious by uh, Jeremy Riddle. But first, Pastor Wolfman, read us or tell us about mysticism. I found this definition. So our buddy uh, Scott sent, us, sent me this book uh, by William Ralph Inge. I-N-G-E. I don't know when this was written, about 1890. Christian mysticism considered in eight lectures delivered before the University of Oxford. Here's page six, which is just about three pages past where I've read. And it says, religious mysticism may be defined as the attempt to realize the presence of the living God in the soul and in nature, or more generally, as the attempt to realize in thought and feeling the imminence of the temporal in the eternal. Huh. And the eternal in the temporal. 
That sounds familiar. Got it? Yeah, I know it sounds familiar. Everyone's like, oh, mysticism. You're on this mysticism. That's what mysticism is. These guys are not. You say, hey, you're a mystic. They're like, yeah, so? Sheesh. Huh. It's awesome. They think that mysticism is awesome. That's why they write these songs. You know, we sit here and say, hey, this is mysticism. You shouldn't do it because we're Lutherans and Lutherans are not mystics because <laughs> enthusiasm is bad. That's my buzzword. Stay Got away. it? Stay away from my buzzword. Okay. All right. Uh, so now we're on the question of romantic imagery. You got you had a pair of uh, you ready? I got to set this up for a little bit. But you had a pair of praise songs. Uh, it's a pair. You see ya. Uh, huh. Okay, I'll give you negative uh, forty points for that. <laughs> I'm taking points away for you doing that. By the way, dear listener, if you sign up for the Lutheran School of Comedy, I'll explain why oh, that was so brother. funny. <laughs> <laughs> roll. What is enrollment? Oxy- it's like only two thousand bucks. There is no such thing as a Lutheran school of comedy. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, sorry. The Wolfmuller school of comedy. I keep saying exist. Lutheran because it's going to be the half hour comedy hour, and that got me thinking of the half hour Lutheran hour, which is also a joke that I'll explain in the Lutheran school of comedy. <laughs> it's not. I'm going to get a website school. up. Oh, the Wolfmuller school of yeah, comedy. Yeah. See, they, just just right. remember Lutherans. Are not funny. <laughs> Lutherans have no sense of humor. <laughs> okay, I'll try to remember that. That's like saying now, we're, we're going to totally off up, track here. It's like saying we're going to send up for the Calvinist singular creedal uh, session. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I would rather be enrolled in the Lutheran school of comedy than the Calvinist school of comedy. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> All right, so romance. His love is fierce. His love is strong. His love is sweet. His love is wild. It's waking hearts to life. Yes, I do not know what it means to wake a heart to life. Do you know? It it probably means that your heart is sleeping. Now, how about this? Hmm. Hmm. Your heart is sleeping, and now it is awoken by the love of God. You got that image? No, you don't have that image because you're probably sleeping yourself. Yeah. It's like your heart is not the problem that your heart is dead, but that, that your heart is. Um, see, your 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 heart is missed is missing all of the wonderful sort of invisible spiritual things happening around it, and now you, the heart wakes up to the lavish, fierce love of God, and now it begins to rejoice at the, all the gifts of the secret presence. Uh, I don't think it's romantic, though. Okay. Next question. Loss of he self. He lavishes his love upon us. I don't know. Loss of self. Let's see. Uh, yeah, see the idea of the, being in the grip of his mighty love, being covered by his love. This is all kind of loss. It's a kind of a tipping the hat to a loss of self. It's not 100% loss of self. It's just kind of, just kind of saying, yeah, we know about that, but we're not really going to sing about it too much. Um, Do you see it in there? <clears throat> oh, I, I do wonder about that line. He lavishes his love upon us. Um, I don't know. That's not, that's not really a loss of self, I guess, is it? Um, he the, calls us now his sons and daughters. That's all right. He does call us his sons sure. and daughters. Yeah, that's nice. Okay. Mm. Uh, I guess not. What about internal? Yes, internal, waking hearts to life. It's all about the heart. 
Okay. Subjective? Yes. Uh, where? Um, so the uh, nothing can tear us from the grip of his mighty love. We've only glimpsed his vast effect. Now, I don't, think, by the way, think that's true, that we've only glimpsed his vast affection. Now, do you see what that gets at? Is that the God's love here, is like the... Yeah, the, yeah we, the, <laughs> God's love is so huge that we only know a little part of it. But I'm not 100% sure that that's true. I think the love of God is a known known. That's to, for yeah. all our Calvinist listeners. That means we know about it. And how we know about it is is, is the cross. Yeah. So that, so that on the cross we see the very heart of God, not whispered. You see, not just glimpsed. It is the love of God for us. Yeah. Uh, but it's not talking. I don't think it's talking about that. Well, maybe it is. I mean, later it talks about how the son lays down his life. So maybe the the whisper of his heart and passion is the cross. But I don't think we can call that a whisper. All right. What about you law see? and gospel? I mean, there's a little bit of law. Uh, well, no. I mean, there's a little bit of gospel. There's not too much law. Mm, I mean, except for. The law in this in this uh, hymn would be that your heart is asleep. Which, that would be the law. Which you take only by implication. Being, I take by implication. The, the gospel would be that it's being woken up. Now, there, it does say the son lays down his life for all. So it might be um, kind of uh, hinted at that we need the son to lay down his life for us. So, mm-hmm. And he calls us now his sons and daughters, which would by implication mean that before we weren't his sons and daughters. Yeah. Mm. So there's some implicit law and some gospel. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about uh, other false teaching? Mm. Uh, aside from what we talked about being the vent, the glimpsing of his vast affection, the whisper of his heart and passion. Other than that, no, I think it's mostly just going to be. And, and the idea that our heart is asleep versus dead, kind of a original sin question there. But other than that, I don't see too much. Okay, so was this song crunched? I think so. I think the song is crunched. I mean, it had some potential to make it. I mean, the, the, uh, but I don't think it gets there. Okay. You'd have to, you could rewrite it. Take out the first stanza. You could use the second stanza. Um, you could kind of clean up the verse a little bit. Uh, and change the he's waking hearts to life business, and you could you might make this one a go. What's what's it's like? Go ahead. It's like, like a six. It's like like thirty five percent salvageable. You got to dump about dump about sixty five percent of it, and you could make something of the rest of it. I think. What's that show on TV where they do uh, auto restoration? I don't know. Uh, anyway, we could we could do that here on this on Table Talk Radio. We could uh, we could do, restore these songs and make them. That sounds like a lot of work, though. I don't think I'm willing to it do that. It does sound like a lot of work. <laughs> All right. That would involve the thing we call work. Yeah, we don't do that. Preparation. All right, we have, we have two and a half minutes for Ten Commandments in the News. Um, I've got okay, one for you. Ready. Uh, it says, gay teen brings ECD to school to ward off bullies. Do you know what an ECD is? No. It's an electronic control device. I had to look it up. It's a, it's a taser. Let me see if, Let me see if I got... That's what my taser here has. <laughs> it says, Indianapolis, a gay teen forces, faces expulsion after his mother sent him to school with an ECD for protection against bullies. Quote, I do not promote violence at all, but what is a parent to do when she has done everything that she has felt she is supposed to do at the school? 
Uh, I did feel like there was nothing else left for me to do but protect my child, Chelsea Grimms told CNN. On April 6th, six other Arsenal uh, Arsenal Technical High School – why would you call a high school Arsenal? Arsenal <laughs> Technical High School students surrounded Daryl Young, threatening to beat him up. <laughs> Young, <laughs> Young pulled out the ECD from his backpack, raised it, and set off a charge which sent the group running. I got kicked out of school. This is a quote. I got kicked out of school for bringing the weapon to school, but I honestly don't think that that was fair, Young said. I didn't use it on nobody. <laughs> all uh, <laughs> I was skipping English class at the time, and uh, all, I, <laughs> all I did was raise it up in the air and went back uh, to my class. Shortly, the world? Shortly after the 17-year-old was handcuffed and taken into custody, the incident was under investigation. All right, so... Uh, this this young this young man is is being bullied, so he brings a taser to school, and then he gets arrested. What do you think? Ten commandments. Bullying, fifth commandment. Being um, uh, gay, sixth commandment. Mom, giving the taser, fourth commandment. School getting involved, that's also fourth commandment. Skipping English class, seventh commandment. <laughs> I made that up, by the way. Oh, you did? Yeah, because he he said I didn't use it on on nobody. Oh, <laughs> the double negative. Sorry. Okay, I didn't use the thing on nobody. <laughs> that means I used it on somebody. Wait a minute, that's not what I meant to say. Uh, Ain't nobody know how listening to that no radio show. Fourth commitment also in the police getting involved. Yeah, that's right. Oh. Uh. I don't know what I mean. A taser probably has to do. Uh, anytime a taser's involved, you're pretty well looking at the Fifth Commandment. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, uh, this is the part of show where we apologize for for, for Table Talk Radio. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And where the points are like getting your mother a subscription to uh, uh, to what is that? Construction magazine. You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. Handyman. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll free. 1 800 385 SOLA. That's 1 800 385 SOLA. Or send us an email. Questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio. Well, I'm glad that's over. Another bust of a show.